Welcome to the program. 888-727-BECK is our phone number. It's Pat and Stu. Actually, Pat's out this week, but Jeffy uh, will step in. Yeah, look, I'm here. Do what he does, you know, a little uh, grunting, a little, uh, <laughs> little breathing into the mic, a little snoring. Um, and we'll hopefully, well, I was going to say we'd eat a lot, but really that's not going to be the case. It can't be. Week. It could not happen, Stu. I mean, obviously it can happen for you. <laughs> I love it. Can happen there's, to you. There's something I love about your resolve it right now. Happen to you. No, let's let's talk about this a little bit because we're going to get into the news of the day here in a second. But this might be more important. Jeffy has realized the other day. Oh my gosh! That I think starting today. Yesterday. Well, you 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 said yesterday. However, I mean, I don't know. You, you can't start these things on a weekend. I know that's well. That's I mean. Let's just start it today because it's the first day of the show since you started this. Because I think from today to the last Pat and Sue show. Is how many days? 18. <laughs> now, we say the last day. We have a vacation coming up in a few weeks. Uh, and uh, so we have 18 days. 18 days. From today. Powerhouse. Before this vacation. And we've been talking about this for a while off the air. They'll because lose 800 pounds before in those 18 days. Yeah. You're going to get down to swimsuit ab level. Absolutely. The issue here is uh, both of us are on horrible trajectories. We Look, we're... We're roller coaster rides, as you know, uh, when it comes to uh, weight. Uh, you know, we go up, we go down. And I think that's part of our lives. We understand it. Except there's lately it's been, the roller coaster has been climbing really high. <laughs> hey, on a roller coaster, when you climb high, it's only for the big hills, right? It's for the big drops. Uh, so we're hoping that's kicking in now. I need it. I, you know, I, I had oh another gosh. terrible weekend of eating. Uh, Jeffy uh, has been complaining about this for weeks. Pat had also been talking about it yes, for weeks. Yes, he has. And we're just at that point now that... I think what we realize here is if we if the next 18 days go poorly of eating, we're going to then that's going to roll into two weeks of vacation. vacation. The summer break is coming up oh. for us. And when that occurs, you wind up at a doctor in Houston. Yes. It's my 600 yes. pound life. We're there. Yes. We're trying. We're on the show. I'm it's our new around. show. I'm our walking, new show I'm is not around this. barefoot. I'm looking for the. The extra, I'm actually, I am actually designing and coming up with Moo Moo's by Jeffy, which I'm hoping. Uh, oh, I got to get involved in that business. I want. start selling them because uh, that's going to be a We've big We've talked quite a, bit, quite a bit of that on uh, the radio show. It's, yeah. uh, it's in the works. Oh, really? Moo Moo's by Jeffy, yeah. Those are just I, the original, and then I have some designers coming with uh, my daughter, you know, Moo Moo's by Jeffy. I like you know, it. Just the Maya, Maya versions, too, designers. It's all in the works, too. I like this. I, this is going to be a big business. Uh, I think it is, actually. But that can't be. I don't want to wear them. I don't want to wear well, them. Well, you're going to be wearing so them. But the, the question is... 18 days. 18 days. So what can you tell Power us? Powerhouse. Simple to lose. Five and one, man. It's hardcore. Oh, yeah. And you've I mean, lost a lot of everything. weight with this before. Right. So you, but, and I will say that you have kept some of the uh, aspects of it, but yeah, you just haven't... You haven't kept up with it at all. No, I know. Uh, and you also, like, you know, if you eat, like, they have these really great strawberry yogurt bars that we like a lot here. Uh, and Jeffy has them all the time. So we steal them from him, uh, to be, being perfectly frank about it. We just steal the yeah, I thought you ordered this. Well, we have our own stash that happens to be located in Jeffy's office that we take stuff from all the time. Let's put it that way. Um, and so, but, you know, it's one thing to eat those because they're good and, and they're, you know. But the, also, when you eat 12 of them, they don't have the, the exact effect. No, they do not. Uh, it's no, amazing, it, but they do not. They do not. I know, they don't. You can't eat 12 of them <laughs> at the same time. On top of which, the strawberry yogurt bars are actually the, uh, uh, they are the most, the highest calorie bars, because therefore when you're, when you're just trying to maintain. Right. 
So <laughs> maintain. <laughs> I will never be so, at the point where I need to maintain. So you want you actually want to eat the other bars that Metafast creates because those are less calories, mm-hmm. but. They're not quite as good as the strawberry yogurt bars. Mm. So when you're on the maintenance plan and eating 12 of those, it doesn't turn out well. No, it's not a good It doesn't idea. turn out well. So well. you're going hardcore back on this now for 18 Simple days. Simple to lose, man. Five and one, Dr. Anderson's plan, Metafast, rocking and rolling. Here's, and I mean five and one. There's no, there's no ice cream. What does five no and one cheese. mean? Can you explain that? The, you, Metafast has products that are separate meals. All right, so you eat four of those a day, break them up within you know three hours a piece, three or four hours a piece, mm-hmm. and then uh, you get one meal a day with you know like eight ounces of meat, salad. So like a, so is. one normal meal a day, and then four uh, metafast meals. Well, one smaller than normal, not meal a, a day. Jeffy normal <laughs> meal. I don't, I don't mean a, yes, you know yes. You clear out a buffet of whatever's there. I don't mean that. I mean well, those places are closing down too. I'm disappointed in them. But anyway. Uh, there's not a lot of buffet places left. It's true. It's probably We've because you've been to too many. <laughs> shut them down. So, uh, so you're going to do this for 18 right, days. Here, here's what I would propose, because I need the same thing right now. I need, I need to turn this around stat. I'm on it. Because we're going in the wrong direction. Um, oh, no question. Oh, my gosh. Time. So what I would propose is uh, eight, an 18-day, each day we come in with a weight update. Okay. And uh, and uh, you don't have to give the exact number, but Whatever. how much you've gone from zero. Like, if today's zero, are you losing or gaining? All right, right we'll we'll th- today we'll say it's zero. Right? Today's zero. Today's zero. So will you do whatever you weighed in today is zero. Okay. And then we go from there. All right. And every day we get a weight update All right. until we go on vacation. I've lost 150 pounds already since midnight. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, I'm I, just teasing. No, I will be honest. This will be interesting because I, yes. I, I think if we can kind of hold ourselves accountable, maybe if you're a listener and you're thinking of the same type of thing. <sighs> Come on. This might be the time to either tweet it to us or something every day and kind of like, let's see if we can actually have a, I mean, again, we're, Jeffy well, and I were about, talking about we'll, this. We'll come up with the hashtag. You can hashtag it, you know, hashtag, yeah. I don't know, fat loss, hardcore something. Yeah. So, because Jeffy was Move talking on. about this off the air. This is not a big ask. This is not a high hurdle right. to clear. It's a few freaking weeks 18. of eating like a human being. 18 days. It's not even, just 18 days. It's not even three weeks. You can do it. You can just break through. You go, you just. Put yourself in a three, because then, hopefully after the 18th day, you'll feel so good that you're going to continue on. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but still. (laughs) It might. I mean, it's theoretically plausible, um, but I would say the problem with that is you're going on vacation. But you got to look at it a different way. I mean, and you've had certainly periods where you've been able to hold things together over vacation. I'm really bad like that. When I travel, or because I know we have at least one trip picked, and I'm I'm screwed. But here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. It's not all about like, oh, well, I'd like to get to this weight and keep it that way forever. Oh. You realize that vacation might be a little damaging. But if you don't lose weight before the vacation, oh, you're then you're gaining from now. Right. And that's worse. Oh, then you're coming back from vacation with a whole new set of clothes. Yeah. And then you're like, I've got to, I've, oh. now you got to diet for 16 weeks right. instead, of, instead of three. So, Just to get back to where we are now. Oh, no. Which is awful. Let's be honest. Right. It's awful. We're falling apart. So Your program is falling apart. Okay. 18, apologize. Days. 18 days. 18 days to 18 freedom. 18 days. And we're going to work on that. Uh, let's talk about... Maybe uh, that's what we hashtag it. Hashtag it 18 days. Well, now, you know, look, we have to think about days our zero. health a little bit. We have to get healthy, considering the, the Republicans are taking away our health care. You know, we're Thank seeing you. this uh, all over America, apparently. Um, every Republican hates 
people, poor people, <laughs> women, uh, and health. And you know how much we hate this. Now, look, it passed on Thursday afternoon, right? Uh, now, yeah. it, first of all, it just passed the House. So I think there was oh, an Lord. argument, and I made this argument on the air on, I believe, Thursday on radio. You could make a serious argument. The House should pass a crap heap of a bill. And why I say that is because they're not going to get what they want anyway. So let's just say you want to say uh, if you're uh, in the Freedom Caucus and you want something that's really good on health care and you realize this isn't it. The problem with it is if you don't pass it in the House, you have no chance of improvement at all right. because it will never even get, it to the Senate. get to the Senate. If you pass the greatest program in the world in the House, the Senate's going to change it anyway, so it doesn't matter. As always. As always. Right. That's their gig, right? I mean, that's, that's what, what they they're do. supposed to do. So they're supposed to come up with their plan, and then there's going to be that reconciliation or that, uh, that you know, they're going to work together. They're going to hammer the details out. Um, and so they're going to hammer the details out of something they can both approve. And then they will both approve it. Now, if you remember with Obamacare, one of the big issues with it, that was a crap heap of a program anyway, but one of the big issues with it was they didn't have that process. It passed uh, the Senate, and then they had to go to the House, and the House, uh, they couldn't have the Senate pass any changes. So you pass it in the Senate with 60 votes. Then Scott Brown got elected, and it was down to 59. So they couldn't change it at all in the Senate. Right. So the House had to pass word for word what the Senate passed, or there would be no Obamacare. And look, we're going to make this, so, we're going to jump, we have to pole vault it over the Exactly, fence. and that was their pole vaulting. That's what yeah. they were talking about. You know what? We don't care. We're just going to vote for it anyway to get something through, and they figured they could change it later. Let's be honest about this. They were right. They got a <laughs> crap heap of a bill through. And you know what? It did need changes. They were hoping they'd control it to make the changes. But what you're seeing with the Republican answer, the AHCA, which is the Republican Healthcare um, Initiative, is just a bunch of fixes to the crap heap of Obamacare. Now, it's not the way that they wanted to fix it. They wanted to add more government, and there's less here. They wanted to add more taxes, and there's less here. Mm. They're tweaking the process. It's not going to fix all of Obamacare's problems. It's going to accentuate some and solve others. Right. But they're going to be able to smooth out some of the big disasters in, Ob- in Obamacare. You hope. And well, I, I, and I think they probably will. However, the issue with that is you're locking in Obamacare. You're taking a version of Obamacare and locking it in for all time, because now the Republican negotiating point is this giant government subsidy for health care. Yep, that's their base point. Right and now. so l- be honest about it. Love it or hate it. The Democrats won here. They won. They can sit here and complain. And they're like, for example, the New York Attorney General, we're going to play this audio in a second, is actually suing about this new Republican care. They're going to complain about it and act like it's the worst thing in the world. However, they have won again. You've got a Republican president. You've got a Republican Senate. You've got a Republican House. And they still won't even attempt to pass something good. They won't even they won't even try it. They won't even put anything in there that they actually believe is good. What they're giving you is a little bit better than the crap heap that we have. But nobody who believes in conservative values or libertarian principles or small government can argue that this new Republican bill is better than what happened in 2008. In 2008, before Obamacare, you had less government involvement in health insurance. Now you have more with 100 percent certainty. 
And that is not a good thing. They've moved it to the left yet again. They've shifted the Overton window on us yet again. And we're all buying it yet, yet again. again. It's, it's tiresome, is it not? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. But still. Yes, Jeff. They had to keep some of Obamacare because that was working. No, it wasn't working. It, none of it works. And there's better ways to solve this. But your, your point is, is 100% yeah, true. Pre-existing conditions is a great example of this. The Republican president, the, uh, the Tuesday group, Republican of the and House, and the that. Senate are all saying, you abs- I will not even right. consider passing something that doesn't have pre-existing conditions. Now, pre-existing conditions, look, we all understand that this makes us feel wonderful, right? It uh, makes we us we feel all understand uh, pre-existing really conditions. Trust me. Yeah. Jeffy's got about all of them. The only uh, pre-existing conditions Jeffy has are all of them. Um, so it is a real thing. It does affect, it affects, generally speaking, a small group of people. It be, and it's not that, you know, in the regular insurance markets smooth out much of this. Also, many states and localities have passed uh, parts of this. Every single state in the union had a requirement of health care uh, uh, healthcare features. They all had it before Obamacare. They all required certain things to be covered when health insurance plans were sold. However, instead of the idea that uh, the federal government would give a blanket one-size-fits-all option, this option would allow states to be able to quantify that. But remember, when we started this in 2008, the Republican position was not, we must have pre-existing conditions. It's, we can't have that because it's not insurance if you cover everybody's pre-existing conditions. We've moved so far, so fast to the left that now Republican presidents, Republican House, Republican Senate won't even consider a bill unless it does one of the main arguments that Obama made for Obamacare. Yeah. That's how fast this stuff happens. And uh, look, I, I look at this in a different way than I think a lot of people do, which is I look at this as a conservative who has zero hope for the Donald Trump presidency. I come into this with zilch as far as my expectations. I don't think coming into this, my expectation is we never get anything good. Seriously, that's where my starting point is. But that's so why we I'm get, positively what... surprised by Neil Gorsuch. Yeah. What, wonderful. That's right. great. So when I look at this, and I look at the, this, uh, the new GOP health care plan as passed, I say to myself, look, at least they're getting rid of a bunch of the taxes. At least there's a little bit of federal, there's a dash of federalism in there. The subsidies are a little smaller. Uh, you know, it's a little better than Obamacare. I can't possibly expect more out of these people than that. <laughs> than just got, a little better. Just a little better. Now, it's not going to solve the problems. But, I mean, if I can get three years of a little bit less regulation, taking off stuff like the medical device tax, which is a, is a real problem for innovation in this country, getting rid of that, at least in the short term, um, delaying some taxes a few years out, you know, maybe I get a little bit more of my own money, maybe a few things, uh, there's a little bit of federalism there, a little bit of experimentation that can happen. Again, it's a complete disaster if you compare it to 2008. It's a complete disaster. However... Uh, comparing it to 2000, uh, uh, you know, or comparing it to right now, it's uh, it's a little bit better. Um, so I don't expect things to get better right now. I'm hoping that we don't completely just get sucked into a sinkhole like that campsite in Which Australia. Is possible. 
It's, it is I, possible. Completely possible. It absolutely is possible. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not rooting for this to pass because I don't think it's any uh, any. I'm not going to be excited by it. No matter what, it's going to get worse from here, guys. What you what you saw passed by the House is the best version of this you're going to see. The Senate is going to take it and make it worse, not better, worse. Uh, you know, which is why I, I would hope argue you're wrong there, but I believe you're probably right. It's uh, yes, you're, you're. I mean, I'm with you on that. I, I I believe I'm right, but I hope I'm wrong. And I, you know, this stuff happens all the time. But it's yeah, like, it well, look, you know, there is an argument to be made that you do take the three year improvement until the next administration or the next House or Senate or maybe, by the way, maybe it's only one year, um, and you take matter. that improvement for a couple of years. And then you, you deal with it. But you better get this thing passed fast. Get something passed um, if you want to get something passed. But the basic it's not point be good, is though. still Obamacare, though. That was your point yeah. all, all along. Right. So what? Right. Like, let's, so what? Let's take, a, let's take a, scale, uh, a scale for a second so we can visualize this, this all together. I don't like looking at I don't really like looking at scales. Well, for the next 18 days, you're locked into that. So. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's say zero is libertarian utopia. Zero uh, government invo- uh, involvement in health care. Ten is socialism all government and right, health care involvement. Coming into this, let's say we were at a five in 2008. We're at a five, right? Obamacare passes okay. and it moves it to an eight and a half sure. or an eight. Okay. Um, let's say eight and a half. The Republic, the new Republican health care procedure, yeah. I think moves it back to like a seven and a half or a seven. Okay. So like instead of a five, we now move from a five to a seven. So we went five, then eight with Obamacare, then back to seven for uh, for the House version, the Senate version will be a seven and a half. Right. So we're going to move closer to Obamacare they're still, again. They're still going to want to have one thing. Look at this. This is so much better. Right. Because don't look at this over here, though. Exactly. Instead right. of eight billion dollars for pre-existing commission, conditions, it'll be twenty-five. Right. It'll be even more. And the House will say, "Well, we have to get something. It's from an eight to a seven-five. We have to pass it. It's moving it in the right direction." Now, part of part of me and understands the tweet from that, our president will say, "Obamacare is dead." Yeah, and, and Trump will take credit for killing Obamacare, yep. um, and all of a sudden he will say there are no problems in the healthcare system, and he will, you know, he will say they've all been solved, and and, and, and you know, much of the conservative media will go along with that. And I'm not on, I'm not on board for that ride. Uh, you know, I missed that train. I, you know, the subway came and the subway left, and I, I wasn't on it. And I'm not going to ride that. I just don't have any interest in it. I don't want to go in that destination. I'd rather just talk to you honestly about what, what it's, what's actually happening. And you look at this thing, and it's not going to be good there is not an there's not an argument there's very rarely an argument being made that it would be good good. the people who voted for it are constantly saying look it ain't perfect it's a slight improvement though and maybe we should take it and i can understand that argument i can under let's take it to taxes for a second yeah you know, right, we're at thirty nine point six percent right now for the for the for uh, the the uh, the highest tax rate. That comes to thirty five. Am I pleased by that? No, that's no an way. embarrassment <laughs> from Republicans. It's an embarrassment. How is it not fifteen? And you're fighting to negotiate to twenty. Right. I, I mean, the the corporate tax There's rate no looks way. like it's going to be fifteen, um, but they don't even. I mean, that's not even on the table for individuals. Um, so. Uh, but would I take 35 from 39? Yeah, you know what? It'll be great to have a little bit more of my money. It'll be great to have a little bit more of the money in the, in the pockets of a middle class person. Uh, uh, you know, everybody across the income spectrum, everybody's taxes should be cut. Uh, but it's, I have such low hope for where we are in our society now. Maybe you take a slight improvement for a couple of years until it goes away. Maybe that's what you do. I mean, look, it's. I, I, that's what we're going to have to do. 
So we're going to have to do, right? So we're going to have to. And they're going to argue for that. Um, let's take a break. We'll come back on the other side with uh, with the arguments against this. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't know that there are any plausible ones. To be perfectly honest, this is what it is. This is where we are. And you know, there's a lot of things going on. This doesn't even include the idea that we could at some point go into war. We could have things. We could have an economic disaster. Um, we could those have, are all looming, right? Right there. Yeah, well, there's all, a lot. They're all sitting there's, right there. There's a lot on the table. There's a lot on the table right now, and you got to prepare uh, for these scenarios. We've been talking for a long time about our friends over here. Look, oh, look at this! It's a new oh, offer. Oh, ah, nice. forty-day survival food supply plus one troy ounce of sunshine minting silver round. I don't know what nice. Is, but it sounds pretty cool. Oh, you don't know what the one troy ounce. Of sunshine minting silver round is yeah well well you're gonna wow, find out 149 you? bucks actually this is a really cool deal uh, for 40 days um, you can order this from uh, my Patriot Supply now look we talk about this all the time North Korea is a great example of this if North Korea um, decides to do the thing that they keep saying yeah, I know, they're they going keep to do pushing and pushing and pushing what once happens? again it's always right there it's right there right on the edge so it's right on the edge now all you the might time. say well I trust Kim Jong Un he's not going to do something like that uh-huh. he won't do that. Look, a guy wakes up on the wrong side of the bed one day, he may very well do that. He may launch a nuclear weapon against, let's say, South Korea. If that happens, the entire global economy will be destroyed overnight. If that happens, Yay! you're going to have possible food uh, chain disruptions. You're, you have, uh, you have uh, economic, potentially job loss situations. And you have a situation where a sworn enemy of the United States with nuclear weapons could do God knows what to to the homeland, uh, to our allies. Who knows what happens? And you're gonna you're gonna want some you're gonna want some specialty food at the house. Yeah, yeah. to well, take care of the family. Why I not? wish there was a. Is there like a website that we could go to to order some stuff? You're gonna be you're gonna be unbelievably amazed that there is. Preparewiththeblaze.com. Preparewiththeblaze.com. Eight 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 four five seven thirty four thirty two. Eight 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 four five seven thirty four thirty two. Again, it's four, look at this forty days. That is a real. I might have to. <laughs> 40 days, 149 bucks. Plus, you get the silver, too. That's pretty cool. Right? Give it a whirl. 888-457-3432 or prepare with the blade. So if we start the 18 days like tomorrow, can we have the pancakes now? or Yeah. All right. Welcome back. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven. Back. Uh, New, New York's uh, Attorney General uh, Eric Schneiderman uh, is uh, talking about uh, the new GOP healthcare solution. Here's what he said: If they pass the bill in the form the House passed it, it is unconstitutional. It, it includes <laughs> an unconstitutional attack on oh. women's right to reproductive health services, including abortion. What? Uh, it's drafted in a way that really, uh, in a tricky way tries to wipe out Planned Parenthood. It, it goes after prohibited states funding prohibited entities with federal Medicaid funds, hmm. but prohibited entities defined in a way that the only thing in the country that qualifies is Planned Parenthood. So it's an effort to kill off Planned Parenthood, which would impose an undue burden on women's Wait. constitutionally protected rights. Because, of course, abortion. currently, according to the Supreme Court, it is still the law of the land. It, it is still a constitutional right. And no, no, it, it would also no, say that you can't no. be a qualified health plan no. if you provided certain constitutionally protected abortion services. If you can't be a qualified health plan, you're off the health care exchanges. You can't qualify for subsidies. So all of this offends the Constitution in two ways. You can't impose an undue burden on a constitutionally protected right. And clearly, there are areas of the country where the only provider 
is Planned Parenthood. And this would impose an undue hmm. burden on, on women in that area. Ridiculous. And you can't impose okay. unconstitutional conditions on a state. You can't require a state to uh, stop funding uh, uh, breast cancer screenings because they also fund a constitutionally protected right with separate funds. Federal funds aren't used for abortions now. This is an effort to cut off funding for breast cancer screenings, education on sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah, they don't do that. It imposes and an undue burden on women's constitutional right. Yeah. Uh, uh, he knows that. Of course he knows it. Knows I mean, these, it's incredible. It's incredible to see the things that they actually say about this. Now, first of all, I would argue um, that it is improper, um, even with Planned Parenthood, to target an individual institution um, like that. Uh, you, you can't say this business only should not have funding. You can have, make a category. Now, that's, now they know right, that, okay. so they made a category. Right? The way they made the category is... Anyone who has 500 million or more uh, in, in funding for Medicaid, it's, I think it's 350 million maybe or more. Um, and so they made this carve out that he's correct in saying that the only business that it affects is, is Planned Parenthood. Why should someone who gets $20,000 in funding from, from the American government um, and supplies abortions get it? Why only? It shouldn't be Planned Parenthood, it should be all places like. Planned Parenthood. If you're if you're supplying abortions, you should not be getting federal dollars. Period. There is an absolutely no constitutional right to get funding for abortion. Roe versus Wade did not guarantee the right to get money for abortions. Didn't get that is not what it did. Now, I think the ruling was horrific. However, at no point did they even claim that the U.S. government must fund abortion huts. That's not, that's not what it did. That, they, that is not at all what it did. Um, of course this guy knows this. Eric Schneiderman is obviously aware of it. He's just trying to make a BS argument and make it sound like it's constitutional. He knows that has nothing to do with what the ruling was. The, un- the undue burden is a ridiculous argument uh, in this scenario. And so, and of course he knows that. That's not like I'm telling you, I'm not breaking news to this guy. He, he absolutely knows what he's saying is false, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, look. I'm just tired of the uh, uh, undue burden uh, argument. I mean, that's the point of, of, of going against whatever you're against. Yeah, we're making it so you can't do it anymore. Sorry, it puts a burden on you. I got it. That's the whole point. <laughs> well, yes. And look, I, I, that is what we're absolutely 100% what abortion opponents uh, want to occur, which is no more abortions. But I mean, we all also realize that states are going to be able, even if Roe versus Wade were overturned, states would still be able to do these things. Sure. Um, you really need something, I think, stronger than that, personally. Um, to prevent uh, states from approving uh, the idea that abortion uh, should be allowed in almost every single circumstance. Um, so uh, there's a huge gap here between the left and the right on this issue. I get it. Uh, but to act as if it's one thing to say, hey, this should be allowed. This is, we saw this. We've seen this with a million different issues. They throw the word access in there. And what they mean by that is, I want Jeffy's money to pay for it. Yes. I want <laughs> Stu's yes. money to pay for it. Uh, that is not access. The ability, like, what they're, what, if, it's one thing to say the government can't ban a practice, right, by a law. So, like, you know, the GOP Congress right now can't pass a law that says abortion is illegal. Okay, great. Now, the states can pass it. 
uh, with numerous restrictions. In fact, every state in the union and almost every country on earth has some restriction on when you can have an abortion. Usually it goes by term. We have a, uh, you know, late term abortion, partial birth abortions. Um, you know, states have tried to pass 20, 20 week uh, abortion bans. Now remember, again, like Amazing. we talk about this as if it's like, well, the women need to have the right to choose. You have five months of the pregnancy right. to figure it out. Five months. And that's the most restrictive in America. The, the hardest thing to do in America. Utah. That's embarrassing. North Dakota. That's Texas. The hardest thing to do is to actually get yourself to a place that will give you an abortion. Within five months. That's embarrassing. This is not an undue burden at all. And that's the most restrictive. And which, by the way, is more lenient than almost every country in Europe. These are not undue restrictions. The progressive Europe has, has more leniency. I mean, uh, there's plenty of, there's plenty of argument that, uh, you know, when it's known as a child inside a mother, but at five months, it's a baby. You're murdering a baby. I mean, mean, we're at the point now. And again, again, like, I hate to talk to all the conservatives who freaking decided Roe versus Wade on the favor of abortion. Because those people are hardcore nutjob conservatives. The the Supreme Court that passed Roe versus Wade are nutjob conservatives compared to the people arguing for it now. Compared to Eric Schneiderman... The Supreme Court is like the most conservative organization of all time when it passed uh, Roe versus Wade. They were talking about viability. They were talking about first trimester abortions in almost all cases. First trimester, trimester. not 20 weeks. First trimester. Jeffy, who's in his 9,000th trimester. Uh, I mean, you can't, can you, you can't even remember that. No, that's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. Long time ago. You look at the Roe versus Wade ruling, in almost all circumstances, they're talking about first trimester abortions. First trimester. First. That's the first 12 weeks we're talking about, largely. Um, You could say the first 13 weeks, I guess. 13 weeks of an abortion uh, uh, where they made it, okay, yeah, you can get an abortion. That's too much of a hardship. Too much of a hardship. Again, too much of a hardship. The people who decided Roe versus Wade in, in today's context in America are conservatives. The people who, who are in Europe, the European laws, those are conservatives. Every, almost everybody on earth, compared to activists in the United States when it comes to abortion, are hardcore conservatives on that issue. And it's weird because, you know, we act as if and there's an undue burden, an undue burden. Travel? You, you got to drive an hour to get it. Let's just say it's you're you're ending a life. Sixty minutes of driving. It, are you serious? We, uh, a thirty dollar Uber ride is too big of a freaking really. That's too much of a hurdle to clear to end a life. I, how is that even I'm an argument that's made? Ending a life's too. Um, saving one mine. Saving one mind. That's why I want to kill this baby inside of me. I mean, we could. We have not really considered Saving the fact that both of us are pregnant, and that could be the reason for that, for the weight gain. I mean, no, I'm we have saying, not considered it. I haven't really. I mean, I'm willing to take a test because if that's the case, 
let's have this thing and be done with it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's uh, take a quick break, uh, talk to you a little bit about, uh, we've talked about the study from the Environmental Working Group. They say 218 million Americans are exposed to cancer causing tap water. Uh, you know, there's a lot of studies out there, but we, we don't need a study to see what happened no, in we Flint, Michigan. Uh, Flint, Michigan was you know, a situation where uh, people just didn't have water one day. And I don't think the intentions, honestly, were bad there. But government can't even pull water off most of the time, it seems like. Uh, <laughs> now, Alexa Pure uh, can solve this problem for you. If you were in Flint, Michigan, and you had the, te- the, the water uh, that was uh, contaminated, you, if you had this, uh, you wouldn't have had a problem. Your neighbors might have had a problem. People down the street might have had a wa- problem. But you could have helped them. You could have helped people around you if you had the Alexa Pure Pro. It removes up to 99.9999% of contaminants from your drinking water. Uh, we're talking about, I mean, parasites, bacteria, pesticides, pharmaceuticals, chromium-6, arsenic, All stuff and more. inside some people. <laughs> All weird chemicals inside of Jeffy. Uh, each pro filter has a capacity up to 5,000 gallons. So this is a, the good thing about this is, because I know I'm, I'm like this, it's like, if i got to change out these filters. Oh, I know. I, I honestly am at the point of, I'm almost considering getting rid of central air conditioning because I don't like changing filters. I'm almost <laughs> to that point. That is not a rational choice. Uh, but I really don't. I don't want to do it. And that's five thousand gallons. You're never going to have to change these things out. You're talking about pennies per gallon anyway. Call eight 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 nine five seventy seven forty six eight 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 nine five seventy seven forty six. If you just don't like tap water, and you just want to have fresh, clean, clear water every single day, you can go online to elect, getalexapure.com. You're going to save twenty dollars off the retail price. Eight 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 nine five seventy seven forty six or getalexapure.com. Welcome back. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Beck is the phone number. Jeffy uh, went to the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Uh, how was it? Was it a? I mean, it was a pretty exciting uh, day, right? Well, those were the plans, Stu. Those were the plans. I know. I, oh, it wasn't that exciting because I, I went uh, several years ago uh, to the Kentucky Derby. I've been to the Belmont Stakes as well. Never been to the Preakness, um, but I, I like going to those races. Fun days. You probably had a great oh, time. there were stars everywhere, and it was crowded. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, we didn't go. Uh, we didn't go, Stu. No, you told uh, me you, you had That was the plans. plan. That was the plan. I was getting ready to... Uh, some people had left this building already that were going to be part of the broadcast. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I was going to broadcast my radio show from Churchill Downs. Right. And, uh, broadcast there. And, Pretty and, big deal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I was getting ready to leave here Thursday afternoon, and I got a phone call, and it said, uh, yeah, um, you probably don't want to come. They're, they're, the pass is... Uh, there's no passes. What? What? Now? We went. To, we went to pick up the passes at the at the gate for the radio show, and the lady was like, "Fisher, Blaze Radio, Fisher, Blaze Radio." Yeah, he, yeah, you know, you're not on the list. You're not coming in. For you and everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> Doc didn't know. get in? Nobody got in? Nope. What the hell happened? I don't know. I really don't know. But I just know that uh, the plug was pulled. And fortunately for me, uh, I had not left yet. Wow, uh, so that's a I big ended up, deal. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Now, now Doc was there already. Uh, he had broadcasted a couple of days from uh, a couple of different places. And then they ended up broadcasting uh, on Friday from the Lincoln Museum. Uh, 
I know Brad went there. He was ready to do the four-minute buzzes for the radio show. Um, he did the four-minute buzz from Churchill Downs, you know, out in the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I really don't know. I really don't know. It was supposed to all been a set-up, done deal. And uh, when they went to pick up the passes on Thursday, <clears throat> you're not on the list. Have a nice day. They knew. I, they, apparently, they knew. They apparently, we'll go behind the scenes a little bit. They did know who who we were and who who uh, Doc was and who the producer was and and uh, the network. And uh, they were they took the IDs from Doc and stuff and they walked back and then they came back. It took them a long time. We're not sure what happened, mm. but it took them a long time to come back. And when they finally came back, they were like, uh, "Yeah, no." <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. I, I'm not going to be, uh, I, I, I don't want to point out the obvious here, but I mean, is it possible they did a security check on uh, Jeff Fisher and, <laughs> and realized this was not a good idea? Wait, this is the Jeff Fisher radio show that's mm-hmm. broadcasting from here? No, that's. No. no. Wow. No. Uh, boy, that, I don't you know, know who approved that one, but uh, they will be fired. There are no passes for that team. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, it really stunk. I was, I was actually, I was really looking forward to going and wanted to be there. I mean, watching it. Uh, you know, we watched, uh, watched it. Of course, you know, it's the greatest two minutes of sports. It is a great. It's a great event. And, and uh, just watching, you know, the crowd and being there, I was really I was bummed that I wasn't there. Well, let me tell you uh, what a great event that is for your typical uh, sports fan. Now, you know, because I go to like, you know, I go to the Super Bowl, as you, uh, if, I, if I pointed out many oh, times every year. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. You know, it's almost like, it's the oh, Super you do go yeah, every year, don't it's you? It's the biggest, yeah. It's, oh, it's I just, the, I just thought year. about that, that you go every year. Every year. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I love it. It's the, great, it's the greatest thing in the right. world. But it's the greatest thing because I care about it so much. Like, yeah. I care. I love the freaking NFL so much. I don't. I mean, horse racing to me is, is right. peripheral, right? Like I, yes. you know, I'll, I'll check it out. It's kind of interesting. I think it is an exciting two minutes, yes. right? Like, and sure, I do absolutely. like watching it. I like a little bit of the buildup. But the event on premises is right. is a spectacular event for a spectator, especially if it's like not your life, because the way it works is you get there. You know, it's it's not like you might think watching it on TV like it's just the Kentucky Derby, right? It's not. It's a whole day of racing, right? Of course, and this is how it always is in horse racing. If you if you've never really paid attention to it, so it, you get there and the well, first race, open up a whole track for one race, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people there, so you spend the whole day there, and you get there early, and you know, race one happens, and then like it's like I don't yeah. know, twenty minutes until race two. Okay, I'm just making these numbers up. It's like, say, 20 minutes till race two. So that's a perfect amount of time for you to get up out of your chair, go up, go to the bathroom, get a drink, place your bet, come back down. 20 minutes, right? You watch the next race. And, uh, and you, then you, the next one's like 22 minutes or something. I don't know. It seems like it gets a little bit longer, longer every each time, time. Right? So 22 minutes. So you go, and then you go up there, and you get a perfect time to go to the bathroom or whatever, get a drink, maybe get a bite to eat, whatever, come back to your seat, watch the race, get your bets in. Same thing goes on, and it just gets slightly longer as you go. However, also, as you're each drinking, time. you need, uh, like, it's better to space your drink out a little bit more each time. The first couple drinks are easy, but, you know, by race six... 
you need 35 minutes before you go up there and you go to the bathroom. And it's getting more crowded and the lines are a little bit longer on the bedding. And, and so you kind of, and as it goes, by the time the actual Kentucky Derby comes on, you've obviously lost a lot of money. Um, but then in addition to that, you've eaten a lot, you've drank a lot, and you don't necessarily need another drink. Maybe you need one more, but like it's at, like it's an hour between the, that right. race you and the just, derby. You've you got just, tons of time. You have to drink something. Right. Of course. So needless to lot. say, at the end of this event, you're completely plastered, you're completely full, and you've lost all your money. It's a great event. A great event. I will say, <laughs> I, I, funny, I had um, uh, that particular Kentucky Derby was one of the biggest long shots ever to win uh, the Derby. Uh, I want to say it was 50 to 1, if I'm remembering right. Um, it was, I don't remember how many years ago it was. Uh, but I was, I had made so, like, I had had a, a decent amount of drinks through the day. And I had sort of lost track of the good old mental spreadsheet of what I've, huh. uh, I've actually uh, bet on. So I kept, as you're going up, you just keep like, ah, yeah, give, me, give me this one. Uh, give me a couple dollars on this one. By the end of the, by the guy in the derby had showed up, I had bet on every horse in the field. Which, this is not a good strategy. Yes, you will win. However, you will definitely, you definitely lose, lose, right? Big time. Because, you know, you're going to, you, you bet all this money. And then you have, uh, you're at that point where, like, if a favorite wins, you're going to lose a huge amount of money. The only way you can win money is if the big long shot comes through. Right. So I actually did wind up winning money. Oh, nice. Um, because it was, the like, one of the longest uh, long shots in history. So I actually nice. made well, money. Well, I know this, this year, should have. Uh, always dreaming one, which uh, my wife, who has uh, bet on Inner Mind uh, on the Kentucky Derby uh, the last three years, and won the last three years, was sure that she could pick the winning race this year, especially since we were, you know, really, we're going to really be there. This time. We were going to be putting some, some hard-earned cash down on the horse that she picked. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's no problem. We'd win a lot of cash. We'd be fine. We'll, play, we'll pay for it. We'll pay for the trip. And uh, how, how did Don't that worry go? about it. We'll pay for the trip. Did you get your bets in? Uh, she didn't bet on Always Dreaming. That's hmm. all I'm well, saying. That's all I, I'm saying. Would have been a shame... Have her walk home like that if we'd actually been there, but mm-hmm. I will say uh, she's certainly lost some bets in life, and I give you uh, example number one of a, of a bet loss. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Back with more uh, of this in a second. We're sorry about that. <laughs> Found and felt like sharing with us, so we don't have to talk I'm, anymore. I mean, I'm right here. It's just makes me think I'm missing Pat. That's what that makes me think. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a little credit, Stu, and I. It kills me to do it. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. You're. Uh, we got some news this past weekend uh, on Paul McCartney from Ringo Starr. Yes. That uh, Paul McCartney actually died in 1966. Wait, Ringo Starr said that? Ringo Starr said Paul McCartney died in 1966, and they replaced him because, you know, one thing led to another, and they got all freaked out. They didn't know what to do. And so the manager, their manager said, well, just just replace him. Nobody will know. 
We'll tell people later. And so, here you go, after a, after a car crash, and to, uh, to spare the public from grief, uh, the Beatles replaced him <laughs> with a man uh, named this William Shears Campbell, this lookalike. Okay, so it's been this hoax on the world since 1966. Okay? No, now, I'm not going to say that's just okay. Okay. So, okay, that's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying that the only reason that Ringo Starr came out with this news... And it, this kills me to say, the only reason that Ringo Starr would come out with this news saying what a tremendous hoax that the Beatles, and really it's a fraud, uh, that the Beatles have put on the world since 1966 is because of you and your stupid uh, Bill Hicks is Alex Jones uh, controversy <laughs> created because now you came out and made us believe that uh, Alex Jones is actually Bill Hicks. Mm-hmm. And this is a huge hoax on on the world that's been going on for years and Ringo Starr would have none of it. He would have none of that letting Alex Jones believe that he was the had the longest running hoax on America or the world over the stupid Bill Hicks. <laughs> really? None of it. That no. so that was his motivation. Now, on top of he's 74 now and he said he might die and he's the last one that's Wait, because I, I like your point here with the Bill Hicks thing, because uh, it's giving me credit, which I deserve, uh, frankly. But what, what is the context? Why is he just a joke? He's saying this. He's not actually saying that McCartney died. Obviously, well, he's actually saying it in an interview. What, what, what was he, he died? He said it was a secret that he's tired of keeping, and he's not, he's seventy four now, and he's concerned cheek, about right? dying. Tongue in cheek. Seriously, what is the context? No. He's actually Still? saying it like he's making the point seriously. Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> That's what the story was. I don't necessarily believe the story. Right. What's the story? I don't necessarily believe the, the story. What's the source of the story? What do you mean, what's the source of the story? What's the source of he the story? He did an interview with, with, the, with, the, with, the, with uh, some people. The that source is was some quoted, people. Was quoted in the story. What is the source? One of the things we uh, always try to do at The Blaze is be sensitive to others. Um, And that, of course, I would say probably top of that uh, mission would be Jeffy. We're always, we're very sensitive to Jeffy's needs. Uh, He's a man of many needs, uh, special needs, as we say. Um, And uh, we're always trying to be sensitive to him. Well, thank you. You're welcome, Jeffy. Um, I mean, did that just start? Oh, it's, it's been since the founding of the company, I would say. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big part of our mission. Now, look, you know, missions, you don't turn, uh, you're not able to turn everything around in a day. Not everything. I mean, like, you know, they might have said, hey, let's build an iPod. Well, that didn't happen for a while for Apple, you know? I mean, it takes some time. Um, I'd but say, hey, stop always, the Titanic. You couldn't stop it or turn it out of the way of the iceberg. That's what happened with that iceberg situation. You're right, Jeffy. That's a good historical well, reference. This couldn't, that's exactly what couldn't happened. happen. They wanted to. They, w- they didn't want to die, um, but they had no choice. Uh, and this particular situation, by the way, it's uh, Pat and Stu. This is, of course, Jeffy. Pat's out uh, this week, but he'll be back next. Um, 
This one is, I think, really going to come to your heart because I don't like when you are, or you have, people are insensitive to you. Wonder Woman, of course, uh, is a uh, superhero. Big movie coming out. Yeah. Wonder Woman coming soon. Uh, natural fit for a partnership with a fitness product because she's very much in shape. Of course. Producers of the upcoming female-led superhero film have teamed up with Think Thin, a fitness brand that develops protein bars, uh, smoothie mixes, and an assortment of other uh, products t- geared towards, uh, well, m- my wife. She's got a ton of They're all over the place. She's she always bring those things, bring those those uh, that brand I've seen in it around the house and not eaten it many Fantana. times. I ordered a bunch online. Mm-hmm. A new promotion for came in uh, from uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, they were accused of underselling the film, which prompted acu- accusations of misogyny from fe- underselling critics. this god awful film. We see it everywhere. I, I, it seems like they're going to make a big deal, and actually, it looks I think fairly good. It didn't look that bad. I mean, when we we played it here, and yeah, the trailer looks ex- pretty good, man. Yeah. And now I don't like these movies. Uh, I don't like superhero movies, generally speaking. So uh, you know, I I think I'll be underwhelmed by it if I actually see it. Yeah, a lot of times um, you get underwhelmed by them. That's for sure. Because I just don't. I don't. I just. Don't, I'm not that interested. I'm forced um, to see them all, man. However. Uh, people from uh from uh, from all over are apparently very uh upset because you can be healthy at every size. If you're thinking thin, you are being insensitive to fat people. The issue Thank of- you. Thank you someone finally recognized what you go through every day, really. Every um, single day. The issue of fat positivity according to Heat Street we need is a little at bit the more source. in our lives, fat positivity. A little bit more in our lives. And that's why, that's why it's central to our mission statement, to be sensitive to you, Jeffy. Because it's a you're, little bit um, more of fat positivity is what we need. That's the word to be sensitive to je- overweight would be the word I would, I would, I would use. Um, Gizmodo uh, complained that the marketing in general has had an incredibly unhealthy relationship with female body image. Well, there have been efforts over the past few years to encourage more body diversity. Body diversity. In advertising, there's still a major stigma over weight and appearance. I might get some gigs out of this. I should fight for this. You always make it about you I and might your get personal some gigs gain. Out of this. It's that's always the way you look at. What do you stories. mean? The prism you look at news stories through is how can you get rich off of it? Not. No, this would be to help people better face fat positivity. <laughs> I mean. What is advertising? <laughs> let's, let's, let's get a little, a little fundamental here. Okay. Advertising. It is aspirational, right? The whole idea of advertising is to make you, again, advertising, make you desire something that you do not currently have, right? I mean, it's aspirational in a sense. You want to... Or continuing, or, or make you continue to want the product that you're already using. But I mean, you... Right? I mean, that's... But why do you want a product to solve a problem, whatever, to right. improve you know, your the way appearance. you feel about yourself, exactly. whatever. All that's legitimate. Why, why, why do we have to sit here and act as if uh, all body types are the same? They're all equal and healthy. Look, I am a person with a ridiculously awful body type. I'm aware of this. I understand that no one would buy a product. You should start thinking better of yourself, still. No, I should be thinking worse of myself. You need no. I should be more critical of myself, and therefore I could I would look better. Look at you. Look look at Jeffy for a second. I know, and I have fat positivity. Right. That's is that good? 
Uh, you know, the fact that you've accepted what you are, is that good? <laughs> I think the answer to that is no. I think quite Obviously, clearly. since uh, we talked about uh, 18 days yeah. of hardcore, I haven't accepted. Exactly. And now, look, I get that. Why do we, like, why do they put good <laughs> actors in movies? That's shaming bad actors. That sure is. Right? Right. They put good actors in movies because they're the best at that thing. Why do we put good athletes in the NFL and not crappy ones? Why? Well, why, why, why does Jeffy's son get drafted and some other loser kid doesn't? Why? Because Jeffy's kid is better at football than the other kid. Simple. That is be, and, and you know what? Putting those the best in the business up there could theoretically make someone who is not good at football feel bad about the fact that they are not good at football. It could make oh, them... Oh, no. It also could inspire them to work harder to try to be good at football. That is really up to the individual, how they accept that. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, a gym features in their advertising uh, people who are, generally speaking, in shape. And I look at those pictures, and there's surely some subconscious thing that says, you know what, if I go to the gym and I actually dedicate myself, I can look a lot closer Anyone to that can. Than, uh, than I do. And you know what? That's actually true. If yes, I did dedicate is. myself, I would look better. However, I don't because I'm a, I'm a fat, lazy piece of crap. That's okay. That doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean I'm a horrible individual. I mean, I am for other reasons. But I mean, I, that, doesn't, that doesn't define me as a person, right? Like, I, I can be fat and great. You, you chose one of those two things. <laughs> <laughs> you chose half that equation, you know, but not the other half. And that's okay, though. Like, it's okay to choose greatness over. We have to, we'll talk about that one off the air. The point, though, is that, like, you know, it would be nice if people could just kind of come together and say, hey, look, it's okay for me to admit that I want to look better than I do. It's okay for me to admit that, you know, it's okay for Mariah Carey to Photoshop her photos. Good for her! Right! If she's got a team of people around her, and she's, she's such a good singer that she's able to afford people to make her look better than she actually does, good for her. If, if So So what? Uh, yeah, so what? I, this whole idea that, oh, God, you can't Photoshop. I'm going to give people bad body image. Whose fault is that? The person running the Photoshop or the person who's being affected by some picture of something they're not? A different human being that's making them believe that they need to be better? Who cares? Look what it's done to the world, though. Stu, I mean, Mariah Carey actually believes that she has to have people make her look better in pictures because she feels so bad about herself. It's not the world. That's her. She can decide if she wishes, and some people do. You know, oh, look, I'm going to show off my gut. I'm going to show off my, uh, look, these are my flab. I'm just, I'm normal. Look at me. It's okay to have flab. Yes, it's okay to have flab. It doesn't mean it's, it's, that's necessarily what you want to aspire to. By the way. If that's what you're comfortable with, fine. But don't act as if it's bad for people who look better than you to look better than you. And let's admit that they look better than you. And uh, by the way, if you look around the country, and specifically, oof, man, here in, here in this neck of the woods in the Dallas Metroplex, but around the country, too, uh, plastic surgeons have exploded. Yeah. Uh, that could be, why would you want to go to a plastic surgeon? Why would you want to go to a plastic Oh, I know. To look better. Right. 
And like do, the, do like yourself. It's gone from fat shaming to in shape shaming. It's like, yeah. oh well, I can't believe. Why would you go? Uh, why would you go to a plastic surgeon and try to to, to try to, to correct these problems? Well, why shame them? You're shaming somebody here. Like the dumbest phrase I've ever heard. There's that stupid song um, uh, where they say every inch of you is perfect from the bottom to the top. I cringe every time I hear it. No, it's not. No, you're not. Not every inch. Probably none of the inches are perfect. Uh, yes, you know what? If your name is, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a supermodel. I don't even know who they are anymore. <laughs> if, you're, if you're some supermodel and it's a swimsuit issue or Victoria's Secret, then yeah, you're probably pretty close. Most inches are perfect. Giselle's pretty close. Well, let's say Giselle. She, yes, she's absolutely she's great. Close. She's beautiful. But you don't know like, what she's like to live with, though. If if you're singing a song to anyone who can listen, and the message they receive is every inch of them is perfect, first of all, why would you strive to be better? Second of all, perfect means nothing. If right. everyone, everyone is, perfect, is perfect from the bottom to the top, then perfect is a meaningless word. Just the way you are. No, it's not true. We all should change. We all have flaws. Even you, Jeffy. I mean, I can't name them off the top of my head other than the first thousand or so, but even you have flaws. Really? Yeah, it's true. I mean, and then, you know, I, and I've seen it. I've seen it in action. You know, a lot of, again, advertising is aspirational. You look at these things and you try to advance and you try to make yourself a little bit better. I know you work with a lot of advertisers like that. Uh, for example, this the, the latest commercial you've been working on, um, and I, I think it's an inspirational diet program. Um, check it out. Are you overweight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Big giant fat guy? You bet. Need to you drop bet. a ton or two and need to do it now? I mean, about a ton. <laughs> you don't need exercise. Mm. You don't need diet pills. You need to get away. You don't mean fat cam? No, you need to go to Venezuela. Mm. That's oh, right, the socialist paradise of Venezuela, where you can starve, starve, starve the pounds away. Having a craving from the junk food aisle? Don't worry, there's nothing in the aisle or the store. Need one of life's necessities that capitalism has made commonplace for the rest of the world? Don't worry, it's not commonplace for you. Get ready to burn calories, walking miles and miles to dozens of markets just to find the most basic of needs. You're not a convincing walker. Finally locate some food for purchase? Don't worry, thanks to inflation, your money can't buy anything anyway. And even if you somehow get a chance to eat, you'll want to think twice before digesting. Because socialism has blessed Venezuela with only three rolls of toilet paper for the entire nation to share. This Maybe those worthless Venezuelan dollars have some use yes. after all. When living with the capitalist devils makes you look like this. Just six months in socialist Venezuela and you could look like this. It's the wow. weight loss vacation huh? location that you'll oh, no. never want to leave. Also, you won't be able to leave because you'll almost definitely be murdered. Yeah. Come to Venezuela, where you literally can't break your diet. This message brought to you by the Tourism Board of Venezuela, who wish to clarify that this man does not actually live in <laughs> wow. Venezuela. Also, we don't want him here, and we seriously doubt the diet would work for him anyway because mm -hmm. he's so fat. This is this is the sort of inspiration I need right now. Fat positivity. Fat I'm positivity. Here for you. Uh, there you go. And uh, it's interesting because. 
this is a real thing. Right. This 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 Venezuelan diet thing is an actual thing. It's not a diet plan, but it's really happening in Venezuela. Socialism is failing so badly. Listen to this. They have the highest inflation, uh, 720% this year, making it nearly impossible for families to make ends meet. Since 2013, the economy has shrunk by 27%. Now, remember, our terrible inflation was, you know, 8%? Or, 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 or recession, I mean. Uh, our, our terrible recession was like, what, 6 8% yeah. of the economy shrinking? I mean, it was bad. This is 27%. Hordes of people, um, with many in tow... Uh, children in tow rummage through garbage, an uncommon sight a year ago. People in the countryside pick farms clean at night, stealing everything from fruits hanging on trees to pumpkins well, on that, the ground. Yeah, that was part of uh, one of the um, uh, Dinesh's wife, who is from Venezuela, yeah. who we talked to on the radio show. Uh, the last time he was in town, I talked to her at length about uh, her family in Venezuela. I don't remember how we started talking about it, but we sat out in the middle of this building. Oh, and I can talked tell you, for a couple she hours. was trying to leave the building, and you obviously interrupted her within lengthy conversations she didn't want to have because that's what happens with every conversation with you and someone else i just just in case you wanted to film that detail you said you couldn't remember that's what happened surely but anyway so she's talking about her family in venezuela but i she only said hey i gotta go once and i said but wait once <laughs> but wait, there's it. more there's, there's there's more her family was out lives out in the country and she was saying that they didn't have it as bad right as the city folk mm-hmm well, now they, do. now they do. Right now, we're finding that it's coming. It's coming home to roost out in the country too. And l- l- this weekend, we saw um, uh, d- the hordes of people slamming uh, Venezuela's uh, what's his face's uh, statue, crashing uh, Chavez's statue, breaking it all to the ground, tearing it apart. Oh, really? There were live video feeds coming from uh, the cities where they were smashing Chavez's statue down. Wow! Um, Amazing. And I'm surprised a- Glenn didn't. We didn't. Talk about Maybe. trying to get a Chavez statue out of there before it's over. Oh, that I would mean, be fascinating. I know. Uh, but this is, they do a national poll of living conditions every year, um, and it's conducted by social scientists in Venezuela. The average person in Venezuela in the last year has lost 19 pounds because there's, so, there's just not enough food. People are literally going on forced diets just because socialism is failing them so badly. And that's in the last year. So, I mean, really... That's not counting how much they've lost in the past three or four years, mm-hmm. or however long yeah. it is since Chavez has died. Because wow. I mean, it's been tough there for quite some time. And we've talked about lines. You know, they've they've lined up for food and waiting for the stores to open. And it got so bad that they stopped. Uh, they stopped letting them line up at night. They used to line up at midnight right. for the opening of the stores. So they said no. We're not having any more lines up at night. Uh, we we'll get off the streets. You can come out in the morning. And come here at the beginning of the day, and we'll try to get it open for you. It's I mean, it's been bad. Um, the related story: um, There's a uh, in Montana a story of, of of a college, and they had um, University of Montana dining um, had this place called the Food Zoo, and the Food Zoo um, decided to put up nutritional labels on all the food. Now, of course, this is a f- for um, this is part of the situation where. A lot of places are forced to do it. I don't know if my, the university uh, system is is, is in, in that bag because of Obamacare. Oh, you have to do it. Um, but uh, so they put these up, and the problem was that people were actually reading them, so it was screwing up the lines. <laughs> so they put this up here to make people supposedly more healthy. When they actually use them, they can't use them anymore. They had to get rid of them. Um, typical on this, and and this is uh, we and we found over and over again 
study after study after study has shown that uh, calorie counts on labels don't really work. I mean, many times people wind up ordering more because of them. Pat famously has declared that when he sees two calorie counts next to each other uh, and one is higher, take he orders the high higher one. one because it'll taste better. Um, and that's usually true. I will say the one time I do like, first of all, I am 100% behind restaurants putting uh, calorie Absolutely. counts on Put it out there. The issue is I don't want the federal government telling them they have to do right. it. Um, so I don't like that. But I do actually like having them. And not because I want to be like Mr. Diet Guy. It's because like I went to a restaurant this weekend in which uh, they had, um, what the heck was it? It was, um, what did I wind up ordering? I, w- oh, I wound up ordering um, a ridiculous uh, sandwich of some sort that had like everything. It was like, oh, it was delicious. It had tons of cheese on it. It was delicious. Um, and I was like, but I considered for a second, maybe I should just get the salad. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a fat ass. Maybe I should just get the salad this time. And so I, I was scrolling through. And I'm like, oh, that one looks pretty good. It was like a Southwest salad. The Southwest salad with over a thousand calories. And that goes back and to my... And the sandwich uh, was like 800. Yeah, and I'm that, like, well, I'm look, if I'm going to... That helped me because I was like, I was going to say, ah, I'm just going to have the salad. And instead, I was like, well, if I'm going to use this many calories, I might as well have the sandwich. It's one of my rules to live by. If there's ever a debate between something and a salad, say no to salad. That's how you get this. It's just the rules of life. Yeah. I'm here to help. All right, uh, triple eight seven twenty seven back. It's true. I mean, I wish it wasn't true, but it is. <laughs> it is for both of us. Fact is, your current phone carrier is using your money to undermine your beliefs. I know you don't want to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that your money is being funneled to Planned Parenthood or some crazy global warming uh, organization or an anti-gun rights organization. It's true, however. Uh, because a lot of companies do this. Patriot Mobile does it not. They do the opposite. Pretty much every company does it in some form. Some are worse than others. I know one company in particular, $80 million. $80 million to liberal causes. $80 million. That was almost, that was shocking when we found that out. I mean, that I is mean, when we, when, disturbing. I, uh, yeah. I mean, it was, I couldn't believe it. Uh, when uh, we talked to uh, the folks from Patriot Mobile and they were going down the list of uh, some of the uh, donors. Yeah. Uh, from the cell companies. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's such a weird tie. But Patriot Mobile offers all the stuff that you get from your typical uh, phone company, the one you're using now. Nationwide, talk and text, high-speed 4G, LTE data, all the prices, you know, great prices. We'll tell you about some of them here in a second. Plus, 5% of your monthly bill goes to a conservative organization of your choice. You get to choose what to do with your money. Isn't that what you want? Uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine wanting the opposite. They're also going to buy out your current contract. They'll give you $500 per line, up to $1,500 per account, which is a big deal, obviously. You can keep your phone phone number, and you'll support conservative values, which is a really great uh, thing to do. Why support liberal ones? That's not who you are. Why do it? Um, they're going to give you, the, the way the deal works, a free iPhone 5S, Galaxy S5. Uh, if you uh, sign up to the $45 monthly unlimited talk, text, and data plan, or you can choose from any other great phones as well. They have Pretty much everything. I I don't think there's anything they don't have. Patriot Mobile also gives 10% off to military veterans, first responders, and their families. Give them a call. They're going to waive the $35 activation fee if you use the promo code PATANDSTU. Go to PatriotMobile.com right now, slash PATANDSTU. PatriotMobile.com slash PATANDSTU. Or call them at 1-800-A-PATRIOT. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Do it now.
All right, we have a serious controversy. <laughs> Maybe you didn't hear me. Brewing here on the program. I mean, I made Jeffy, myself clear. Now, Jeffy, who obviously is, um, I mean, this overweight. This segment was built because of me. Let's be honest. I, I'm not going to disagree Let's with you. Honest. My issue here, however, is that. Yes, you can have your little diet time to yourself. <laughs> Good luck with that. I hope you have a great time. But when it comes to the show, we have a seg- segment called Spoons. It is every day on this program. And it can happen. It can continue and it to can, happen. Ca- yes, it can happen. And what happens on that segment is that we try new innovative foods and tell you if they're good or not. And you'll be able to take care of that this week. How long have we been doing this? We've been doing this for... Whatever, 30, three, 40 four years. years. I don't know. A long time. Yeah. And you are telling me... I want to make sure I understand that because of your diet, you're not going to eat any of the food on spoons. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to try it. You don't have to take huge bites. You don't have to eat all of it like you normally do. You're like a lot of times we'll come in here and we'll have like, hey, we're going to try in a new ice cream and it'll be a half gallon of ice cream. And Jeffy will just eat all of it. And we're like, Jeffy, you don't have to eat the whole thing to try it. Yeah, well, I've been around people. Uh, you know who does that really good? This is really me off. Well, yes. Is Jack Harris. Yeah, really well. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Is Jack Harris. I was yeah, just thinking about From Tampa? Jack. Yes, Jack Harris, we host of the morning show in Tampa. I love him, barely. Because he's one of those people that people bring in cakes and food, whatever food you bring in. Jack, oh, that looks great. It's beautiful. He takes a little bite of it. So he tries it. He's done. I can't do that. He's done. I have no ability to do that. That's, I can't. As I proved it's, this It's weekend. almost all or nothing. Ugh. So it's going to be very difficult for me to participate in these spoons, I don't even know if it's something good that I'm not going to participate. Well, I have to walk away. If it's something good, I'm going to walk away. Well, okay, so I think we have two courses of action here. One is we <laughs> suspend spoons until vacation. Do we suspend spoons until vacation? I mean, the other, th- and maybe we launch a new segment uh, for the, for the next 18 days, which is a tempt, uh, Jeffy temptation <laughs> segment, in which we put food in front of him and see if he eats it or not. <laughs> like, well, what, what, what's your favorite food? All the food, I know. But what's your favorite food? Like, what's the thing that you, oh, man, you love eating? I know it doesn't have bougie sauce on it. No, it's ice cream, really. Uh, Really, ice cream. I I can't. So if we were to put a big plate of ice cream in front of you, let's say every show. I would kill you. What? I would kill you. It would be on television. It would be on television. Look, he didn't eat the bowl of ice cream. But Stu's dead, so <laughs> right, you, well, you decide. Maybe we cancel it. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna think about I, it. Here. Actually, if I were to harm you, though, then I would probably end up be concerned about actually going, you know, serving time for it. So I might as well just eat the ice cream, right? Yeah, because if you're gonna go to jail, you might as well get really fat. Right. There's no there's no reason. If you're in prison for multiple years, I mean, this is how it happened with you, right? The first time. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, this video, McKinney, Texas, is a really cool town, uh, kind of close to us. Uh, they were. She was, I guess, at home. She's a mother. She's at home, and uh, a burglar broke into her house. There's video of it. Well, yeah, she she wasn't she wasn't home. They had caught it on. She was gone when she came back from video. They had broken in. Oh, okay. So and, she uh, she wasn't actually home. Right. Got it. Okay. okay so then uh, the burglars broke in, and uh, she had uh, she had film. She had cameras. Uh, around the home mm-hmm. and uh they took some stuff but she did posted this video post as a, a warning to the thief got it okay let's uh let's watch so just to make something clear to the kid who broke into my home tonight um i'm not sure if you know what this is but i am locked 
and loaded. And by the way, thank you for leaving all the evidence behind. Because guess what? You are on camera breaking into our home and you're so smart that you left your fingerprints everywhere for the McKinney PD to now have them. We have inside cameras and we have outside cameras. You won't do it again. We will find you. Don't mess with my home. It was not smart on your part, young man. You committed a felony and you will be found. Period. It's a lot of spaces before that period. Though. I know. Uh, so we don't actually get to see the video. I thought we were going to see the I video. Know. She doesn't show us the video because she showed it. Here's the video of you breaking in, and then she's no, not even there. Yeah, there was nothing on the screen. Plus, uh, felony for just a simple break-in. She must. He must have taken something expensive. Because it's just a simple break-in to take a few things. That's not a felony. It's not. Well, a break, little break-in. I feel like it is. I feel like it is a felony for just breaking and entering. Yeah, no, pl- please. Really? It's not a felony. I don't. I don't believe so. You, you're just trying to get yourself out of a previous crime. <laughs> That's what's uh, I, uh, it's interesting, you know, if you're going to break into a home, there are places to do it. Texas is not one of them. Uh, everybody's got a gun. Uh, you're really stupid if you do that. Yeah, yeah I kind of feel like Texas and Oklahoma, and Texas will be pissed that I'm mentioning Oklahoma too, but oh, Texas and Oklahoma both, they're kind of states where they really feel like they, they'll just shoot you and move on. Yeah, and the law is on your side as a homeowner, as someone uh, in your, you know, if someone's coming onto your property and, uh, you know, they're saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to come. I'm going to come into your property and, and, and a steals because you can even shoot someone just for stealing your property in in, in Texas. I wouldn't recommend it. I know. Uh, if you can avoid it, uh, obviously not shooting people, even if they're criminals, uh, if they're just stealing your stuff and you don't feel threatened, is not a good idea. I However, the, the law does tend to back you in Texas because you can't know for sure. Still got to go through so much. But it's, it's uh, obviously I mean, and plus, obviously, no one wants to kill somebody. I mean, you know. But I mean, if you're about to get, if you're about to. Why are you pausing? Why are you giving No, me- I was just thinking about that. No one wants to kill someone. Statement that you made, that's all. Go ahead. Okay. It's just. Uh, and before we take a break, we're going to show you the. Uh, before we go to break, we're going to show you the uh, world's fastest SUV. It's from apparently Toyota, which I guess, you know, I guess there's not a lot of race car SUVs, but they've decided to push the uh, limits here. Uh, Toyota Land Cruiser. Uh, and they tried to just basically jack it up. Here it is. Um, world's fastest SUV, 230 miles an hour. Is that possible? Um, I definitely would not try that with your uh, Land Cruiser at home. But they say usually um, it started out with a 381 horsepower, 5.7 liter V8. Uh, But they kept upping it and upping it and upping it with turbochargers, among other changes. It got it up to 2,000 horsepower. I mean, that's not that's like a plane. Yeah, that's man. The SUV required other tweaks, of course. Always does. But on his first try, it only got up to 211 miles per hour. Embarrassing. Right? You get it up to 211 and you think, oh, man, I can't do this anymore. This is supposed to go up to 230 miles an hour. We need to increase the turbocharger boost. And they did. Yeah, amazing. I don't know. Would you want to? I mean, I know you're Mr. Race Car. I'm not Mr. Race Car. You're Mr. Race Car. I do like cars. Do you want the Toyota SUV going 230? 
No, I don't want a Toyota going too I don't know I'll be honest with that. that. No. Uh, by the way, the Toyota Land Cruiser, how many would you say they sell of them per year? The Land Cruisers? Yeah. There's an awful lot of them on the road. That's what I would have said, too. They sold 3,700 last year. What? 3,700. Um, and, and it says here... Boy, that doesn't seem Prices right. start at $84,000? What the hell? What? Is that, that just like a special kind? Uh, the only, the maybe it's the only jacked up one. I don't know. Um, I don't know. That, but that just that seems like really high for a Toyota. I don't think I want to spend it. I don't want to spend that on a Toyota. Or anything, actually. <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest. All right, we're going to take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is no, the phone number. I don't want to number. spend 84000 on anything. Hmm. You've never seen 84,700 of them. Add all your salaries combined, and plus all the money you've stolen and embezzled from various companies, you're still not at Welcome to Spoons uh, here on the Pat Why are we show. doing this? Why? Well, because this Why? Is, it's science. I, 18 days. Stu, that's all I'm asking. 18 days. Yes. And I'm going to be honed to perfection. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll be on my way to being honed. Yeah, buzz that one. Yeah. You're on your way. Okay. And you're, so you're saying legitimately you shouldn't dive into a cho- even if it's a couple of bites of chocolate. It's not going to... Oh, Stu, when you bite into something like this, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not you, but me, mm-hmm. excuse me, okay. this chocolate Turkish taffy, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, oh, boy, that was good or bad, or hey, what did you rate it between 1 and 18? Mm-hmm. But then minutes later, I'm going to walk out of here going, have this taste of chocolate in my mouth, yeah. and it just the whole day gets shot. I mean, that is the whole day gets I shot. will say, I do so, blow a lot of days with spoons. I'm just uh, 18 days. So, what are, are you suggesting? Stay focused on what the task at hand, honedness at the end of the road. Because right now we have two different kinds of Turkish taffy, chocolate, and strawberry from the fine folks at Bonomo. Boy, doesn't never, that sound good. I will say, Turkish taffy is actually pretty tasty. And this is the one, uh, Jeffy, where you take it and you slam it down on the table. And it breaks into like a million pieces inside the bag, and then you take it out piece by piece and eat it. It's pretty good, but you do make a fair point here. In that, I will say many times, I come in here with a, you know all the best intentions. Right. I eat a nice light breakfast, gonna have a nice light lunch. And what happens here is like we'll get a bowl of ice cream out here, and then I'm like, ah, I'll just eat the bowl of ice cream, and that'll or be my a lunch. Stupid bowl of cereal. <laughs> Right, or have a bowl yeah. of cereal. And, and then, then we'll eat the whole bowl of Captain right. Crunch or something. You're right. Yeah, okay, you know. And then you've got the sugar blasted through your body, and you got, oh, you know, then you, an hour so, later, you're like, I need some more sugar. Okay, let me propose something, because I don't think it's a good idea to, to cancel spoons, okay? It's a long-running segment on this no. show. What if, for the next 18 days, we instead uh, bring in some healthy foods to try them and see if we can actually eat them? What <laughs> the hell are you we- talking about? This might be a fun opportunity to try some of that crap at like Trader Joe's that's supposed to be like good for you that I never eat. What about that? What are my life plans? Yes. When given the choice, 
a weird punctuation in that I sentence. I because I was, I was going to say something else, and I decided not to. Okay, one of your life plans. No, one, one of the things that I like to participate in life is not eat healthy. So no. One of the things you like no, to participate no, in. No, Stu, just is eighteen days of, of dieting and, and, and hardcore. Well, simple to lose. Lifestyle change. Well, it's not a diet. It's lifestyle change. So tomorrow we'll bring in some healthy foods. All right. Fine. Because I want to see if like for example, would Jeffy like you know how like what was it the uh, like like, in, like you know how like if you were to pour acid on someone and they would just like just like melt to the ground. Will that happen if you touch kale? It's possible. I think it might actually it's happen. Possible. So we'll try to kill Jeffy with kale here in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I'd like to see what happens. It'll be interesting. You don't seem too interested, but we'll give it a whirl. Uh, I, would, I would like to see. Fine. Um, all right. So I don't actually have to eat the kale, do I? Well, I mean, I think we should try it. It's spoons. You have to try new things. Expand your horizons a little bit. Like we were going to do with this wonderful <laughs> Turkish taffy from the fine folks at Bonomo. Which I didn't know was a company until just moments ago. Bonomo Taffy. It's, it's taffy right there. From Bonomo. It's not a good slogan. I'll say. All right, what do you have here, Jeffy? What are the rest of the say? You had some Instagram thing you wanted to do? Yeah, we have 18 days. I do, though. Yes. In. Because this story we're saving, this illness story we're saving for you tomorrow. Okay. Your disease story. But now we have an Edgewood Middle School student. Handed a 10-day suspension. And I'm not sure where the Edgewood Middle School is, because uh, it doesn't say so in this story. Okay. But he got a 10-day suspension for like... Are you going to eat the taffy? I really want to eat the taffy. Just eat the stupid taffy. 10-day suspension. What do you got? Eat the stupid taffy. I'm resisting. 10-day suspension for liking, liking a picture on Instagram with the caption ready. It was a it was a picture of a gun. <gasps> oh no. Of a gun. Oh no. Ten oh, my gosh. day suspension. The reason for the intended suspension is as follows liking a post on social media that indicated potential school violence. What? Did it say anything about school violence? Nope. And just a gun. And he didn't comment on it at all. He just liked it. Unreal. Alright, back with more bad place. All right, uh, this weekend on The Wonderful World of Stu, uh, we've talked to Steve Malloy. He's a guy who uh, has been fighting against crappy junk science for a very long time. And him. his latest book takes on kind of the EPA and the way they've been dealing with uh, the world lately and kind of how to go about fixing it. Uh, check it out. We interrupt this program to bring you... Heroin, alcohol, machetes, air. All of these things can be used to kill. I mean, except one of them. Here to explain why you actually shouldn't be afraid of the air you breathe is author of the new book, Scare Pollution, Why and How to Fix the EPA, Steve Malloy. Steve, thanks for coming on the program. 
Hey, Steve, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have you on because you take on some claims in this book that I've heard a hundred million times and never hear the opposite side of. Um, and it, it, I think it starts with the Clean Air Act. Walk us right. through what the Clean Air Act, Clean Air Act uh, it actually does and what it's supposed to do. Well, it's really pretty simple. The Clean Air Act um, it is to ensure that we have safe air to breathe with a margin of safety. And what that means is that the air shouldn't hurt you. It doesn't mean that the air has to be just the, you know, five basic gases that are in the atmosphere like nitrogen, carbon dioxide, oxygen, etc. Uh, it means the air needs to be safe. And um, what most people don't realize is that even though the air was really bad, you know, 40 some odd years ago when the Clean Air Act was passed, it was never really a public health problem. There was always a lot of debate about that. Yeah, the air is ugly. No one wants to breathe it. Uh, but it really wasn't hurting anybody, much less killing anybody. And over the ensuing 45 years after the Clean Air Act, EPA figured out that it could really get its um, regulatory scam going and enlarge its power and achieve its you know, political agenda by telling people that, in fact, the air was killing people. And during the Obama administration, they really maxed out on this. They maxed out and said that, 25% of the deaths that occur in America are because of air pollution. I mean, that's, that's 570,000 people a year. I mean, that's utterly ridiculous. It's, it's obviously not true just from the, the smell test. How there are they go. getting to these numbers? Can you explain what their argument is in this? Well, they have some very, very lousy, uh, corrupt, in the book I describe it really as fraudulent, Epidemiologic studies, which are studies of populations of people who they, you know, somehow come up with these really weak correlations between breathing air and death. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else yeah. to describe it. And so they find these really weak numbers. They're not, you know, they're, they're really not even correlations, but EP just pretends that they are actual correlations and it multiplies them basically through a large population of people. And when you multiply a small number through a large number, you know, you get a pretty, pretty fair uh, sizable number. And that's how EPA gets its 570,000 deaths per year. Well, I can say right now, even with their scare tactics, I have continued to breathe air, and I've decided to take a stand on that one. And so far, it's worked out fairly well. Um, their studies are based on some of it is, you know, this, you describe in the book some really kind of scary experiments where they took individuals and pretty much put them yeah. uh, like, like it was a, a rat in a, in a science experiment. Can you kind of walk through? Right. I know uh, they, sure. they really did experiment on human beings. Right. So EPA's, these studies, the epidemiologic studies I just discussed are, are just statistics and they're really lousy studies and they're not very believable. But so EPA wanted to try to develop some scientific evidence to give them some credibility. So what they decided to do was, well, we'll build a gas chamber and that's literally what it is. We'll put people in it. We'll expose them to very high levels of air pollution and we'll see what happens. And the shocking thing, of course, is that this is all patently illegal. <laughs> you, can't, you can't put human beings in a gas chamber and try to kill them, especially if you're the federal government. But yeah. EPA does anyway. Now, some of the even, I mean, that's incredible enough as it is. But EPA also experimented on 10-year-old children with diesel exhaust. They would spray diesel exhaust up their noses. This is all documented in my book. I'm not making it up. Why on earth would they spray diesel exhaust up the noses of 10-year-olds? 
They are so desperate to try to prove that air pollution hurts people that they're trying all sorts of things. I mean, they expose children to diesel exhaust. They experimented on very old people up to 80 years old, on asthmatics, on people with heart disease, on people with diabetes, on old people with all these diseases. Uh, they experimented with very high levels of ground-level smog, um, particulate matter, uh, diesel exhaust, even chlorine gas. If you can believe that, you know, chlorine gas was a, a weapon in World War One. So they exposed them. I mean, they're so desperate to try to prove that the air is killing people, that they're doing these patently illegal experiments. Yeah, I'm not a big on government regulation, but I'm going to take a stand and say, you know what, we should minimize the amount of diesel fumes we just pour into kids' faces, or get, building gas chambers for any reason, like never build one. I think we've learned that in the past. Look, no one wants to breathe dirty air. And of course, this is not what uh, this is all about. I mean, this is about EPA establishing a regulatory regime where it can do whatever it wants. And during the Obama administration, it did. And it launched this horrific war against the coal industry based on this sort of junk science. EPA's global warming rules, well, they're not really justified on the basis of how they're going to change carbon dioxide in the atmosphere or other greenhouse gases. They're based on this notion that particulate matter from coal power plants kills people. And, and that's how they've really uh, expanded their regulatory power and launched their, their war on coal, which you know wiped, almost wiped out the coal industry and killed many jobs and uh, communities in coal country. Let's go back to the experiments for just a second here. You talk about Nicole Wan in the book. Uh, this is a really tragic story, and I, I can't believe I had never heard it before. Right. Well, um, so 20 years ago, uh, this college student at Rochester uh, University, she was doing a government fund. It wasn't EPA, but it was a government funded air pollution study. And um, this, this particular experiment involved them exposing her to um, air pollution. And then they would stick a tube down her throat because they wanted to see what happened to or to, to take cell samples, basically, because they wanted to study the cells. Well, when they stick this tube down in your throat during a procedure called a bronchoscopy, they have to anesthetize your throat. And they gave her a little too much lidocaine, and she died. And she, she is the only person who has died from air pollution. This is amazing. I mean, you, and you went so far with this. You've, you've been so involved in this for such a long time. I've been reading your stuff for years. Um, and you went as far to actually sue the EPA. Uh, taking on a behemoth like that has got to be intimidating. What was that like? Well, I've sued the EPA several times. Um, the problem is that, you know, the statutes um, that would allow you to sue the EPA were written by the environmentalists for the environmentalists. So if you're not an environmentalist, you're out of luck. And so the two lawsuits we launched, one of which involved these human experiments, we got nowhere. Um, the federal judge basically told us that, well, you guys don't have a right to sue. Only the study subjects would have the right to sue. But of course, how would they know they could sue EPA? EPA was lying to them about what EPA was doing to them. I mean, this is a lot like the Tuskegee experiments, if you're familiar with that human experiments tragedy. Hmm, amazing. Um, before you go, I, I, I want to ask you about um, uh, secondhand smoke. This is a big one. It's obviously talked about as a, as a real danger. It's, it's one of those things that's been repeated so many times that I think almost everyone believes it. Um, I remember watching Penn and Teller, their series on Showtime uh, called BS. They actually had an episode about this. And I've heard them, since it aired, sort of express, I don't know, uh, a little regret that maybe they weren't as clear on the science as they should have been. 
do you feel actually it was definitely just pen because teller doesn't talk um but uh it, it, do you can you explain the secondhand smoke studies do these still hold up today or were, were the you know it, i'm kind of I, i'm confused as where the science actually stands this, today this is a great question so in 1992 epa concluded that secondhand smoke caused lung cancer and caused 3,000 lung cancer deaths a year. Uh, at the time, uh, I was working on this issue. I said, this is total statistical nonsense. This is fraud. Um, but by the time we got to federal court and proved that it was, well, the secondhand smoke uh, horse had already left the barn and all the smoking bans had been imposed. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, just, it just caught on after that. And um, I, I think because of the physiology, you know, once people... Uh, stop smoking and being exposed to, to secondhand smoke, and they don't want to be exposed anymore. So it became sort of a you know nobody wants that. Uh, but but the science was junk. The statistics were fraud, and they actually secondhand smoke was sort of the gateway drug to this um, scientific abuse that I talk about in scare pollution. Hmm, amazing. Well, it's all in here. Scare pollution. Why and how to fix the EPA? Steve Malloy, thanks so much for coming on the program. Thanks for having me. Steve. 